Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. And welcome to our Tuesday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curtis, Stacy in the uh, ESPN studios. We have a lot of things to talk about today. We'll get to some of them and a very interesting guest at the bottom of the hour and something that's very timely that I think uh, almost everybody will want to hear. Uh, John Conrad, the athletic director from Lahaina Luna High School, uh, because they have had challenges like nobody's business this year. And uh, all there are other people with challenges, that those were huge uh, over in Lahaina Luna. Amazing that they managed to play as many football games as they did. We've got a few things to get to. And uh, I want to start off with a little NFL stuff because I, uh, I always am interested in what happens with the Miami Dolphins, especially as they try to make up for injured players. And they have just signed veteran defensive end Jason Pierre Paul, or if they haven't, it's imminent. Apparently, he's a, they've agreed on terms. So I don't know if they're pending a medical thing. You may remember this. Jason Pierre Paul, when he was with the New York Giants, on a 4th of July, basically blew a couple fingers off with fireworks. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you, if you will, parents will like mine, you heard constantly about the care you had to take with fireworks. And so we never had anything except firecrackers because they. You know, you're not going to blow your hand. But when Atkins, M80s, all those kinds of things, it's been, I think that was one of those was Jason Pierre suffered, uh, Pierre Paul suffered, and it was for a long time. And then he had to you know, rig up a special deal for his, his uh, hand. And the Giants parted with him. I, I think they just couldn't get over the uh, the fact that, that this guy who's – a major player in the New York Giants D-line would have done that. I, I understand that I because I, I found it pretty amazing myself. But anyway, that should help the Dolphins. Lost Jalen Phillips. I think that you know, the thing is, the, Jason Pierre-Paul can still make plays. So I think that's going to be huge uh, for the Miami Dolphins. We, we're kind of uh, searching around because well, last night we, of course, watched Chicago come back to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Let me take the Vikings out of the playoff picture. I mean, because they're going with Josh Dobbs, and now they're not sure they're going to start him anymore. He was the last week's hero. This week, not so much. And uh, and I don't. I wouldn't say Jason Fields played great last night, but well enough to get them a win. And that who knows that might extend the life of Eberflus a little bit, the Chicago head coach. Um, hard to say. So right now it's a just a cluster bomb trying to figure out who's going to play us, who's not. Um, and there are, there are players that have not played as well as has been expected, I think, very clearly. Some teams are worse than we thought. I mean, I don't know that you could say anything else about the Chargers except they're not as good as we thought they would be. I mean, they have a roster that would tell you it should be a you know, playoff team. And I think it's quite possible they won't be. So I'm, I don't think they're out of it. They're not mathematically out of it anyway because there's a lot of people getting in these days. But, you know, not a guarantee. I think that's uh, that's pretty simply how it is. It's five minutes past six o'clock. Glad you're along for the ride this morning. We have a number of things 
that I wanted to get to. We started this conversation with Rich Miano yesterday. I'd love to hear people chime in. What would be your explanation for why the OIA teams, I mean, we had the first ever all OIA Open Division final, won by Kahuku in a fabulous game. And uh, that's actually going to be one of the topics because I thought it was classy. The coaching is terrific uh, in the OIA now at the top. And I think even next year, really good. And and let's face it, these people do it for the love of the game. Guys like Sterling, Mario Kahuku, and Rod York at Milani, this is not... I mean, th- this is not something anyone does for money. Not here. Yeah, in Texas, you can for money. You can make 150 grand, and you can get a, a house that comes with the job. Unbelievable pressure to win. But I mean, here you can get a few grand, and that's it. I mean, that's really. A, I mean, the coaches just do it for the love of it uh, here, and that's how it's been for. I mean, I I think there's going to be some coaches. I think Caroline is hated. But that had a lot to do with the St. Louis clubhouse. I think he managed to make a living at it. But not that he was almost, the, I think, the Lone Ranger on that one. And that's just basically how it is. But how do you account for how good the OIAs become? And I'd love to hear from somebody on this at 808-296-1420. Because they are now not just competitive. They are, at least this last couple seasons, are superior to the ILH, and that's, I thought I'd live to say that because we all knew, and this is the dirty little secret, I don't, are people still denying that the ILH wasn't one heavily recruiting players? Uh, How many times did you see the Punahou JV be next to last, I know this because my son played it back, one year they had had very few wins, but one of them was over the Punahou uh, team, uh, Punahou JV, you think to yourself, how could that be? How could they be so bad? Puno have been so bad, like say, JV level. The next year, they're competing for the championship. Well, there was a huge talent infusion each year from the North Shore. And that was, you know, robbing some of those communities, in particular, Laie, Huku. You know, they were getting players from there to come to Punahou. And let's face it, they were not paying, paying full tuition. Everybody knew that. I mean that was no, that was a very poorly kept seat, and and but now that whole thing is reversed. When players, I think part of it is there hasn't been as much available money, so you know a kid has to be great to be worthy of of some kind of you know scholarship help. I think they're trying to base this stuff much more on need, and I think the days of free flying, full tuition paid. You know, jobs for parent, all that stuff, I think, has disappeared. And so what a lot of parents are deciding is, look, they're going to find us at our in our public school community team. That's going to be fine. And you know, he's going to be with the friends he grew up with. And I think that a lot of them have decided that this is, this is a great way to go. And boy, it affected uh, the, the hopes of OIA schools. I mean, I, I just think it's way different and better than it used to be. I don't think there's any question about that. If you have something you'd like to chat about, 808-296-1420 is the number. We're going to get into some of these things because there's, there's, there's rebuilds and then there's rebuilds because what's going to go on, and we're going to have Joe Conrad, the AD at Lionel Luna, 
in a, in a little while. And we'll talk about the massive rebuild that they've had to do. And you know what's funny? I, I just think the spirit there is enough to make you, if you're ever busy complaining about something that's not right in your life, and then you watch those kids and those coaches, many of whom lost their homes, I mean, they are just right at it. And I heard one of them say in a TV interview recently that this this gave them a reason to get up in the morning. I could I get it. I completely get that. That does not even surprise me. If you have something you want to chat about, I can fill you in on this. I am uh, in Long Beach, California, as we speak, and uh, we are getting ready, or the team is getting ready, uh, to get a practice in before taking a flight uh, to Salt Lake City. They will have Utah on Thursday. I don't know if anybody saw this, but on uh, last night, Utah beat St. Mary's. That game was at St. Mary's. And anybody who saw the exhibition, uh, Hawaii and St. Mary's knows, didn't count, but knows that St. Mary's a handful. So that win puts Hawaii on notice that they are going to have their hands doubly full uh, when it comes to Thursday uh, evening. Anyway, if you have something, go ahead and get a hold of us. I, I did want to spend some time. I was asking Rich Miano yesterday, how many, how many players did he think? combined on Mililani and Kuhuku were Division One kids. And he said, could be 10 to 15. And I thought, he said, not all seniors, mind you. But in their time, it's probably 10 to 15 combined. That's a lot of D1 kids from two schools. And it's not like they're the only schools that have some. Those are the higher numbers. But, I mean, it's not like St. Louis isn't going to have a ton. It's also not unlikely that teams like you know, say, uh, for example, Kapolei, Campbell, some of these schools are also going to have. And then, you know, a number of schools will have one or two. But that's a big number for, from just two, two OIA high schools. That's fabulous stuff. And it's the, the worm has turned. I just think I'm not sure it's going to go back anytime soon. I think it's pretty much this is how it is right now. Let's do this. We, we do have to take a, a quick time, out. I'll get to it in, in just a sec. I do want to hear your thoughts on why things have changed uh, so well, so, so thoroughly. Hey, you can win a $1,000 cash grand prize and $100 weekly prizes in ESPN Honolulu's Pigskin Picks, brought to you by M. Dyer Global and Young's Fish Market. Visit ESPNHonolulu.com right now to register. We'll be right back. Welcome back on this Tuesday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Currentless. Stacy is back in the ESPN Honolulu studios, and uh, we are enjoying uh, having some of your thoughts coming in to us. Liz, would you like to go ahead and read that text? Sure thing. So um, we've got a text here that says, Since Medeiros took over as president for St. Louis High School, Football is no longer a top priority for them. They've switched more to the arts, he's saying. Many of the St. Louis football players have left to other schools like Milanani and Kahuku. Um, he also believes that the economy is difficult to provide financial assistance for families to afford private school tuition. Well, I, think they, I think he's absolutely right about that part. I, how much they've devalued or or kind of demoted football in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. Um, that's a tough one to, to really pick because St. Louis is still a pretty good football program. 
It's just that they're not. I mean, how many in a row did Cal Lee win when he was there? It was crazy. It was like it was St. Louis and everybody else in the high schools. And that is so not true anymore. And I think it's for the better. I, I think it's great when this community schools, your public school in your community is good and, and worthy of watching and people flock to them. I mean, I don't know that anybody else, we're going to talk with Rod York on Thursday, but I don't know if anybody else really, I mean, and I think Mililani does pretty well at it, but Kahuku is almost in a class of itself as far as what they draw the enthusiasm of the community. I mean, from the time they won their first one, I mean, with the horns beeping all the way from Aloha Stadium to the North Shore, and now it's from uh, Ching Complex to the North Shore. I mean, that is really, that gets your attention. I mean, you can't help but realize that people take that so seriously and are so proud. That's great. We got Chemo on the line. What's up, Chemo? Hey, Bobby. Good morning. How you doing? Good, thank you. Well, how are you? I'm doing well while I'm in the rain. I'm driving into town. So right. my first. But um, you know, one of the things I think is a big difference to the OIA is besides the increase the level of talent of coaches, coaches are so much better. All in which? League. Are you saying that the – I'm sorry because you're cutting in and out, but I, if I got you right, you're saying the OIA coaching is much better now than it used to be? It's much better, much better focus on fundamentals, much better focus on the process of the game. And to that, it's all of the youth football. Like Mikadani has Middleville, who has, you know, the boy team. So look at the system now. And the boys are learning well, the system of um, the high school at a young age and to play for that school. So I think that's real. Well, and I think, I actually think this is great for Hawaii high school football. I don't know if you agree with that, but I just think, you know, listen, I admire what Cal Lee accomplished at St. Louis. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be, we'll ever see that again. But I also think to have just one team so dominant, probably not good for high school football generally. A lot of kids feel like they couldn't win, they couldn't, and so, and if they couldn't get into St. Louis, and if their families couldn't afford it, then they were stuck at a place that was going to be, you know, battling for number two all the time. So I much, much better now than it used to be. Well, absolutely. And I think you're also going to see already the rise from the other items, from the other items. I think they're better, better prepared, they're better coached, and they're making statements in the, you know, D1, D2, and all, all the other divisions. So that's, that's a very good thing. Yes, and I, I, you could sort of say that this raised all boats. You know, this whole, you know, thing at certain schools where they had Mililani and Kahuku come to Mont because they're the, I think right now, they're the, the monster of the OIA. But I do think this will trickle to other schools on the neighbor islands, other schools in the OIA on Oahu. I, I just think this is, uh, you know, it's going to lift all boats. Absolutely. And, it, and it's a great opportunity for the I hear you. Chemo, thank you for the call. And uh, I think he's absolutely, absolutely right. It's going to be very, very good for everybody here. And uh, let's face it, there's not, you can go to other states 
Like, uh, for example, I went to college in Virginia my first time around. High school football, and they had great players there. I mean, they had a number of, I went to see a number of guys who ended up in the NFL. Ron Springs, I mean, uh, among others. I mean, you, I can just tell you this. Lawrence Taylor played in the high school that, uh, that was in Williamsburg, Lafayette High School. I mean, unbelievable levels of high school football. Yet it wasn't a big deal. I mean, they didn't get crowds like they didn't get the enthusiasm. I would say Hawaii compares more with, say, Texas in terms of the importance of high school football. Go out to the North Shore on Friday night and tell them what. It, re- it would remind you of Texas. We, we were in Texas when I was doing football, playing like you'd play SMU or TCU and We'd be driving around, getting something to eat, out for dinner on Friday night, and then we'd flick on, we'd put on high school football. Now, there'd be live games. Louisiana games would just crack up because those accents were something else. And, uh, but, uh, but I think what you'd have is scoreboards. Like in Texas, when you're in Texas, the radio is a radio show that's just reporting scores all night. And Texas is huge, and there's so many high schools. It's really quite something. And the Dallas Morning News, the next, the, on Saturday morning, have all the coverage of the high school games. It was remarkable. And it just reminded me, there are pockets around the country. I would say some of the leaders are Florida, certainly Texas. California is very good. But, again, I don't, I don't think in most of the schools it's as important as it is in Texas. Just how it works. And, uh, but, it, but it's really interesting. Always. I think I don't know if other schools do this, but I do know in Texas, I was reading stories when I was down there. They were firing a coach. He was making at the time, this about me, had to be 10, 12 years ago. He was making like $135,000 a year coaching high school, and it came with a house. That's pretty good for high school. You know, I, there's nobody in Hawaii making that kind of money. I can trust you on that one. Uh, we, have, uh, we have time to take your call if you'd like it, or text us, 808 296 1420. Very shortly, uh, we're going to welcome our guest, but that's probably 10, 12 minutes away. So if you want to get in and talk about something, please do. We would uh, love to have you on. Liz, and I just want to encourage you, if there is a text, just break in and, and let me know because I won't know otherwise. So that should be uh, that should be. Will do. Okay, thank you. Uh, let me just uh, remind everybody of something, uh, and that is that you can get your tickets now for the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. I mean, I, I, I know that that's a tougher sell when Hawaii's not in it. It's presented by the Hawaiian Islands. Teams will be announced soon. Now, for information, visit the HawaiiBowl.com. Mahalo to Easy Post, Hawaiian Airlines, Hawaiian Tourism Authority, uh, Kiyoya Resorts, and Maui Brewing Company. You'll have ample opportunity to be able to go to the game. You know, I, I was never able to uh, bring my sons when Hawaii was in it. Uh, and they, they loved it when Hawaii was. I mean, no, don't take this the wrong way, but that was their chance to go to the game with me, and we'd always get, uh, you know, we'd get the passes to go down, and you could have a feed before the game. And, you know, and we'd let my wife handle all the Christmas stuff she wanted to get done. And so... You know, we would stay, this is Christmas Eve now, we would stay usually into the third quarter if the game was especially good into the fourth. And, uh, 
and then you catch the rest on the radio. It was, it was really fun. I, I have great memories of that. But I also have to admit, I preferred when Hawaii was in it. I'm like, I tell my wife, maybe you can take him to the game this year. Because I'm working. But it was, uh, it was really fun. It got to a point when my youngest would uh, run stats for us. And that was fun because he got to be there. And, uh, and he also got to eat at the time he was big on. Anyway, it was all good fun. And uh, I'll look forward to Hawaii getting back to a point where they can be in the bowl game. And Hawaii still has an arrangement. So if, they, if Hawaii wins half their games, I mean, I, I think, and even I think Hawaii's going to have a chance when they're 6-7 and seven to get into that game. But I think they'd like to get in it by winning at least seven or more. And when they do, it'll be, the excitement will be back. I, I believe that's the kind of thing that'll sell out Chingfield. And hopefully, when we get finally the new stadium, whenever that happens, I think that you'll sell out the, the new stadium also because it's going to be much smaller than Aloha Stadium was. So, I, I mean, I think good things are in our future here. Um, I'm very I'm very pleased with how Hawaii ended their season, winning three of their last four. I mean, in those wins, I mean, maybe not Nevada quite so much, but certainly Air Force. I mean, and then you think about uh, the Air Force was the great win, but then the way they beat Colorado State also just terrific. I mean, I, I thought it was great. I was very pleased. And I do think the best things are still ahead. Uh, it's 28 minutes past 8 o'clock. Um, we are going to, uh, let's see, I'm looking for a phone number here. Okay, let's do this. Let's, um, let's, let's take a quick timeout. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this Tuesday edition of the program. We've been talking a little bit about high school football today and the, some of the changes on Oahu where the ILH once so dominant, and that kind of has changed now to where the OIA, and we're examining the reasons why that t- took place. We're also going to talk to a, a program that's on a neighbor island that had such challenges this year. They're almost, they're almost hard to believe, and I'm talking about Lahaina Luna, and we have their athletic. We got their athletic director with us. Uh, is this? Do you have uh, John Conrad? Okay, John, what's up? John, what's going on? This is John calling about Monday Night Football. Go ahead. Yeah, I was uh, as a Bears fan. I'm happy with the win, but I think that tells me that Matt Eberflus got to go. I'm like. If you get four turnovers like that and you win like 12 and, uh, to 10 or something, it's like uh, if that would have been the Cowboys, they would have won by like 30. And I don't even like the Cowboys, but I'm just saying uh, with that kind of performance, uh, and what's this thing about throwing this screen out to the uh, out to the running back like four times and it gets blown up and you, can, you keep doing it? I'm like, you know, give me a break, man. I, I, I'm sorry, but we need somebody else. Well, you might get somebody else. I, I think that Eberflus would be probably on a hot seat still. I don't think even winning that game is going to help much. I, I guess if they, finish, if, they, if they finish strong and won like 
you know, for their remaining games? Yeah, then maybe so. But I think that's unlikely. Yeah, that's and I, I don't know. Are we, are we putting a kicker up for an MVP this year or what? I don't know. But uh, anyway. <laughs> that's that's I'm a pretty not, good kick. I'm not happy. Yeah, it was. I hear you. All right, I hear you, John. Thanks for the call. Thanks, John. Okay, and we have a, a special guest coming up, and uh, Liz, you let me know when you have him, and we'll, uh, we'll welcome him to the program this morning. We are live coming to you from Long Beach, California, where this was the site, obviously, last weekend of a great triumph for the Rainbow Wahine, who won by sweeping Long Beach Estate. You have somebody? You have him, John? Okay, we have John Conrad, the AD from Lahaina Luna High School, uh, joining us now. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Bobby? I'm well. I, you know, I almost can't even fathom what you guys had to deal with, with so many of the players and coaches and staff members having lost their homes. I, I thought the tenacity to get it together to play was almost beyond belief um yeah it was a huge undertaking um and basically all i really had to do is you know do some minor facilitation because it all was kind of grass led from the coaches and the athletes um they just had a passion and a drive even though they were displaced even though their homes were destroyed even though they were sheltering two or three other families in their homes, um, they all just came together. It was unbelievable. I, you know, what I was wondering is at what point did you realize that playing football was going to be possible? I mean, was that like an instant thought? Did that take a week or two to develop? How, tell me how the, that went. There was really no thought in the first two and a half weeks. Um, probably week three, I had heard some coaches talking about how they were sort of just getting the kids together and um, not practicing, but sort of uh, allowing them a space to get together amongst their peers and, you know, lift weights a little bit in a community gym. Um, I didn't, I mean, I didn't think, you know, we were going to have a season at all because, I mean, we were, we were scheduled to play our first preseason game that week. Um, and yes. I had no idea what a restart would have been. So re- reality of the situation is not until maybe the third week when all the stars kind of aligned and the league as gracious as they were with all the participants in the D1 schedule and the D2 schedule, for that matter, um, accommodating us to slide in in the second round of the season so we could get our practices in and, and actually find a field to practice on. I just think that was such a Herculean effort. But, I mean, a tribute, really, to human resilience. Because I can't even imagine what it would be like. You're staying, you know, you're staying at a friend's house. You're sleeping on the floor. I mean, I I just, that's pretty remarkable. It's not something a lot of high school kids go through. Well, it's still happening. I mean, we're in a situation right now where families are being, um, not being able to find a place to to stay rents are so high there are no rental places uh who can afford 10 to fifteen thousand dollars a month and that's basically what's yeah. left over here for rentals that's so rea- reality of the situation is that p- 
people are going to be released from hotels this week, next week, and they're not going to have a place to go. People are put, putting up tents in parking lots and beaches. And these are, is... these are employees of the school. These are students of the school. Yeah, that is just – let me ask you about the – what next steps are because I, I just think there's a danger always that when something – you know, we have a 24-hour news cycle. When something kind of moves out of the cycle, what happens then? You know, because a lot of the funds sort of disappear. What, what can people do now? What are the main needs? What are your priorities? Um, the main needs now are more for people to commit funding. Um, that can either be with actual donations to the Luna Strong campaign uh, with Keith Almamia, or it can also be reaching out to the athletic department at Lionel Luna High School and myself with commitments of a pledge. Um, we don't need stuff right now. I don't need, I don't know what I'm going to need until tomorrow, until today. I cannot store a thousand bats. I cannot store 500 shirts. I do not have the space. But if I had a commitment, a solid commitment from vendors for gloves, for bats, for helmets, um, that I could pull the trigger on in two months, in six months, in three years, because this is going to go on for five to seven years. Funding is going to be short. The state's been relatively gracious, but we're on a hamstring budget anyway. So, so that, that's, that's the need right now is funding for the long term, but more as a commitment in vouchers or, or goods later on. Well, I mean, just the, the, the price of running a high school athletics program, because not just football, it's everything. And, and I'm, I'm just I, astronomical what you guys are being asked to do. I don't have any doubt you'll get there, but it's going to be, I mean, the next five to seven years of your life are going to be a challenge. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree with yeah. that. But, you know, no better, no better group of people to do it with. And this crew over in Lahaina, I mean, these guys Which, are solid. They're they're unbelievable. I came here 25 years ago, and they opened me with open arms. And there's no way that I would bail on them. I just think uh, when I think about your coaching staff, I don't know if some of you, I think some of your coaches. I think I read it a while back that some of your coaches were displaced. I mean, they don't have they didn't have a place, and yet. They kept it together to be organized and to get the kids together. And I, I just think it was, it's only, this is worthy of a movie, I think, because it's so difficult to imagine that everybody came together this way. Well, just imagine that your workplace right now, 40 pe- 40% of the people that work with you are displaced and don't have a home. How would that look? That is How so that hard feel? to believe. No question. Okay, I mean, it's hard to even fathom, right? Like, do they have food? Are they being taken care of? They say they're okay, but are they? Yeah, you know, you it's funny. It's a, Hawaii, it's a Hawaii thing where people don't, uh, they don't want to admit uh, that they need help, or many of them, they're, they're proud, and they want to see if they can't do it themselves. But this is not possible to do it by yourself. I just think that this is, there's going to have to be housing built, 
affordable housing built there? I, I just don't know any other way. I, are, are you seeing trends that tell you that these things are likely to happen in the near future? In the next 10 to 15 years, yeah, definitely. Okay, that I mean, was. But when, I mean, when, 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 the, when the Red Cross and, and FEMA people are calling from the West Coast and saying, why don't you just relocate to Oahu? Take the ferry over to Maui for work, and then you can go home. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, kind of out of touch with reality, right? Yeah, it really is. It's a, I, I'm sure you've heard some things from maybe some of the mainland people that you just think to yourself, you guys don't care. I mean, there's got to be some of that going on. There's a lot of that going on. And unfortunately, it's the people that are calling employees during the workday that are you know, doing their mandatory checkups with the Red Cross. And I get it. It's, it's necessary. So people don't abuse the system. But it's, it's like when people get beaten down by someone that's supposed to be helping them, it makes them not want to receive the help. And that is really yep. frustrating. I, I get it. I, I can understand that. Again, pride. People are proud. They don't want to be treated. They don't want to be patronized. I think. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. And I would say that they are resilient. All you got to do is be able to give them a little, and they'll do a lot with it. And combine is, their resources. And, and that's, that's the beauty of Hawaii. That's the beauty of Lahaina. That's the, that's, Lahaina is no different than anywhere else in, in, in Hawaii. You, you get a bunch of people that are locked in ready to go and then they those are the leaders in the community then the people will follow them it happens and fortunately enough the people that are in our community right now that are stepping up that are still leading the charge are the former athletes are the leaders of path in the school and are the leaders now in the community it's a trend that is just unbelievable and i'm really proud of it well, it's it's almost scary. I think that the, the size of the challenge. I mean, I and I can understand where some people just have said, "Oh my, where do you start?" But I think that when you get adjusted to it, that that's not a Hawaii attitude. Hawaii's got a very much of a can-do spirit, and I think we're going to see that. And it may take ten years. When you say ten to fifteen years, it's like you want to slap your hand your hand to your forehead because that just seems so long. But I don't know another way to do it. The most of the people, it seems, in Lahaina would like to rebuild somehow and stay in Lahaina. Is, is, am I right about that? That is very accurate. They do not want to leave. But unfortunately, you're going to find that people are going to be forced to leave due to situations yeah. that are outside of their control. And that's unfortunate because it's going to change the whole dynamic of the town. Well, I mean, it's because Lahaina was always, has always been one of my favorites. Uh, if you're going to go neighbor island, people were so great. Uh, it's such a scenic and beautiful place. The the pictures just brings tear to your eyes because it was it, it was so devastating. Do you think that the plans are in place to see if they can have better prevention of if you have some kind of fires or high winds? I mean, obviously, on the rebuild, they should uh, account for that. But is everybody on board with that? <laughs> yeah. When you start talking like that, 
<laughs> saying, like, is everyone on board with that? Yeah, there's people on board with that. Um, Probably hard to get everybody you, to agree on you, anything. You and, you and I know that, you know, we didn't a bypass for, for 40 years. Um, yeah. We needed a pool in Lahaina for 50 years. Um, yeah, uh, but the, there's the build it back now so we can live now. And then it's build it back slow and maybe better with some ingenuity and creativity and safety. Um, but there's, in that, there's two options. And then there's also the hybrids, and that's when the debate happens, and debates always slow things down. So it's... Yeah. It, it'll we're happen. Ta- it'll happen. We're it'll talking... Happen and there will be safety measures, yes. We're talking with Joe Conrad, the athletic director of Lahaina luna high school where they have done such an incredible job putting together a football season uh and i i don't know where you are with other sports but i'm assuming this plans being made now for other sports particularly the upcoming spring seasons i mean it's uh it is really for i think for all of you guys uh, it's got to be a labor of love no other way to look at it yeah yeah i work for the department of education it is a labor of love no kidding. Hey, Joe, I want to wish you, John, rather, I want to wish you the best of luck uh, as you guys continue on to everybody there. We're thinking of you, and hopefully I know a number of people in Oahu that are uh, planning on more things, more benefits uh, for Lahaina Luna, and I'm glad you're directing them so they can give the most useful things possible. I appreciate your time. Thanks, John. John Conrad, Athletic Director at La Haina Luna. And we have to take a quick time out. Let me just, uh, let me just source something here because I, I do. I am in uh, Long Beach, California, so I just want to see if I can't get this exactly where I need it. And I think I will be able to. Let's see. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll tell you what. Why don't I just take the time out and do it when I come back. We'll be right back. Uh, on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this Tuesday edition of the program. Enjoy talking with John Conrad. What a huge challenge <coughs> people in Lahaina have had. Let me let me just remind you of a couple things going on here. And uh, you know, you want to get to the Leeward Bowl. They got some good stuff going on there. And I'll just give you a quick uh, heads up on that. You can watch all the NFL games, by the way. And at 8.50, <coughs> craft a beer and wine at uh, Leewood Bowl. And you're going to love the food there. I mean, they, they're not messing around. It's uh, They got a broke them out uh, uh, kind of deal going on. It's a menu that you won't soon forget. The Whiskey Bar, Pearl City Shopping Center. And uh, go out and give it a try. Let's do this. Let's give away. I got a double header uh, on Sunday at the, at the Stan Sheriff Center. The Rainbow Wahine will take on San Jose State at 2 o'clock. At 5, the men, uh, who are currently undefeated, by the way, will be uh, playing against Arkansas State. So you go and you can get your package. You'll win your package right now. The tickets for both games. Just call in, and uh, tell you what I won't even I won't even make it hard for you. I'll just take the second caller, 
and you come down and watch a doubleheader. The undefeated men, the women who have played a much, uh, much I would say a much tougher schedule, obviously, and have had some, uh, some early season struggles, but they always seem to come around, and it may start very soon. So 808-296-1420 is the number. Be caller number two, and you will let me know when you have the caller, Liz, because uh, we only have, we don't have a lot of time left. And just kind of goes so quickly. It's now 56 minutes past 8 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock in your time, 8 o'clock here. And uh, we are getting ready. To, I'll be getting ready when I get off the air to go to practice with the men. They found the Cerritos Junior College has an unbelievable facility. They'll practice today and then get on their way, come back, shower, and get to the airport to get to Salt Lake City. Um, if you have those somebody on that, has anybody called for the tickets yet? So Liz is, I guess, efforting on that one. Uh, we uh, wanted to thank again uh, John Conrad from Lahaina Luna High School. Almost uh, unbelievable what they've been through. They've done a fabulous job. Uh, but as he said, it's going to continue. This whole thing is continuing. Now there's debates and arguments about what the priorities need to be. But, but clearly, this is obvious. You have to find peop- people, places to live. Mark from Kaimaki, congratulations. He wins the ticket. The, uh, the tickets, that's it. We're out of time. Thanks to Liz Stacy From all of us at ESPN Honolulu, I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.